So welcome to our podcast series, Coaching Outdoors. Um, I'm Anna-Marie, I'm joined with my co-host Alex and our amazing outdoor coach guest for today, who is Jacqueline Harris. Hello, hi Jacqueline, it's lovely to meet you. Um, Would you um, introduce yourself to our podcast listeners, please? Yes, so I'm uh, Jacqueline Harris. Uh, My business is Breath of Fresh Air. And I'm an executive coach and trainer and facilitator who helps people and business to realise their potential um, and love working outdoors as well as some of the work that I do indoors. And um, can you just give us an idea of whereabouts you are today? Because you're lucky enough to actually be outdoors. Unfortunately, Anna-Marie and I can't be outdoors because the weather isn't allowing it for technology reasons. Um, But it's lovely to see you outdoors. So could you let us know whereabouts you are? Yes, well, you can see it's a bit chilly today. I'm all wrapped up. Um, and I play at a place called Dinton Pastures near Wokingham, which is a place where I do a lot of my outdoor coaching and I call it my outdoor office. Mm-hmm. We were just saying actually before we actually started the podcast, we were having a chat. Um, I actually know Dinton Pastures very well myself. Um, I used to live just around the corner as well. And I used to spend a lot of my childhood, most summers when I wasn't um, away on holiday down south in, in Cornwall. I used to spend a lot of my summers in Dinton Pastures playing in the water. Um, so it's a, an absolutely beautiful place to be. So anybody who lives in or near the Wokingham or Reading area, highly recommend um, popping along to Dinton Pastures if you haven't been before, just even just for a walk, but um, definitely for some outdoor coaching. I think it's a wonderful place to do it. It is. So um, uh, Jacqueline, could you let us um, know a little bit about what your first memory is of being outdoors um, and why you enjoy the outdoors so much yourself? Well, I... I... I guess in terms of first memory of, of being outdoors, um, there are two elements to it. One is just I remember as a, as a child, um, particularly some of the holidays, but it's just spending all day outdoors, whether it was in the garden or going on adventures with some of the other children um, and just spending, you know, just loving spending all the time outdoors. But then also um, summer holidays actually on the beach where we'd be on the beach from, from dawn till dusk if we could. Um, and, 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 and really, you know, getting involved in coaching outdoors was something that I started about 16 years ago. And, and I hadn't realized how much I loved outdoors until then. Um, I'd loved gardening um, and being in nature, but I hadn't been a real, real outdoor person. I didn't grow up in that way. And this is what we're kind of finding when we're talking, talking to coaches. It's really interesting to kind of discover the affinities that people have for the outdoors and for you it seems to be the kind of like a slightly later realization than kind of bringing it into your kind of coaching into your work um so it'd be really interesting just to kind of link it to how you kind of you know your coaching career how it then kind of intertwines with the outdoor space and then what kind of you know specifically triggered you to actually step outdoors and work within you know your outdoor office as you call it yes well i i've been coaching officially for about 25 years now um, as my job but I I realized that I was coaching for many years before that anyway in in my previous career Um, just I loved always loved helping to develop people Um, but kind of discovering the outdoors came um, as I said about 16 years ago in terms of coaching um, as I was doing my uh, NLP my first NLP training and I'd always been interested as well in accelerated learning and the learning environment and I started thinking about the whole multi-sensor experience and that how that could ha- enhance 
coaching and generally learning. And while I was on this training, which was was amazing, I felt inspired one day on my way home because I'd been thinking about this. What can I do with with the outdoors? Um, and I just felt inspired. I pulled over. I found this footpath and I just felt I needed to go for a walk uh, to think it all through. And I just found myself walking through the countryside, something which I'd never done on my own before. And just this inspiration came to me, this vision of how I could help using the outdoors. To, I could use it to help so many people. And, and that influence could kind of go on and on for generations to come. Uh, and, and it would be so powerful. And that's when, when the idea came to me. And then I just started working on it and trying it out and seeing how I could work with it. And just to kind of follow up with that, because clearly you had kind of quite a lot of experience working as a coach already. Um, so then kind of making that shift from kind of like indoor to outdoor. Um, yeah. what, what kind of changed during that? What did you notice in, I don't know, in yourself and in your clients? It was, well, it was just kind of a, just a fascinating transition because I actually started working with groups rather than individuals when I first started coaching outdoors. So it was finding a way in which to bring groups out and do some group coaching. And, and I just noticed how much those people could, could learn, could, could change, could develop, how they would open up so much in terms of their the way they would talk to each other and in their thinking. And then I tr started to transfer that to the one-to-one -one coaching. And um, yes, just, just such a dynamic change actually in, uh, in the whole feeling of it um, over that time. And it's really interesting, you, you just introduced the, the concept of feelings there. Um, we, we're really interested to know actually um, how outdoor coaching sessions make you feel and also from the feedback you've had from your coachees, how does being outdoors and having those coaching conversations outdoors, how does that make your coachees feel? Well, I, 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 when I'm outdoors coaching and, and well, just generally I'm outdoors, I just find it so in, invigorating and um, energizing to be outdoors. It's at the same time as being relaxing which I think is kind of one of those combinations that we bring in the coaching. So I think the same thing I, I, I find that the people that I'm coaching feel, many of them arrive really quite stressed. And, and I can tell as we start walking, their pace is really kind of quite fast and gradually they start to slow down a bit as they start to relax, but it's relaxed in an energized way. Um, and that then affects how their thoughts um, about everything that we're talking about. It's, it's really interesting you mentioned about pace because um, some of the anecdotal in, uh, feedback we've had and also some research as well really does um, highlight the, the difference between sort of indoor coaching and outdoor coaching in that mm. when you're outdoors you obviously you can move and yes I suppose you can move around indoors a bit but the being outdoors enables that that ability to move um, and, and use pace as part of the, the conversation. How do you find that, that pace changing throughout a conversation? Are there times when, when people speed up or slow down? Have you noticed any, any differences in pace? Yes, you know, aside from what I just said about when, how people tend to slow down a bit as we get into the coaching, um, absolutely in terms of what we're talking about, in terms of how they're feeling and how they're thinking, 
we can either speed up or slow down and and also in terms of the pace of the coaching you know sometimes we will pull over like this to the side of the lake um because it is right just to stay still for a while as well um and you know that just adds different uh dynamics to the coaching um which is interesting i also you know one of the things for me is which i'm fascinated by is of course different people have different paces and to see what somebody's natural pace is like um and that in itself can be some feedback to uh to the person that i'm coaching in terms of do they recognize the kind of pace that they are they're at and and how natural is that for them or is it a learned behavior that they feel they need to be at that pace yeah really really interesting and it's like the way that we move through the environment the world and how we kind of place ourselves in it is kind of is, is one part of it but kind of being outdoors is often talked about as being like a really multi-sensory um, experience yes. so it's almost okay so beyond any um, movement kind of what part do you see the other senses kind of taking place and um, whether it's a smell whether it's a taste touch sound and sight what have you noticed in your coaching that kind of is based mm. on that well I do, it's just complete multi-sensory immersion um, I would say that the, the strongest ones, are one of course, well, I don't know, it depends on the individual, of course, but that the movement as it is part of the kinesthetic um, in terms of how people feel, but, but the visual is so important as well and, um, and, and the views and how we use the visual senses during the coaching, um, using a lot of metaphor from what we draw from the surroundings um, is very important. And uh, again, adds to the whole the whole coaching uh, dialogue um, and, and talking about dialogue very auditory lots of sounds um, in in two dimensions probably I think that you've got the sounds that are happening around us at the moment I can hear some birds and some rustling in the trees but there's also actually I think it that particularly walking and, and coaching when you're side by side I think the auditory in terms of the talking is accentuated in a way because we're not looking at each other directly in the, in, in the eyes. So we're, having, we're listening attentively to each other. And, and um, Jacqueline, you've, again, you brought up something that's, that's really kind of come out in the, the small amount of research that's actually been done in, into the benefits of outdoor coaching. And it is that thing about being side by side, which again is is, is um, really kind of differentiates between the kind of indoor world of coaching and the mm. outdoor world of coaching. And, and whether you're sitting side by side or walking side by side, there's that, as you mentioned, which is brilliant there, that idea of you're not looking at each other. Um, mm. what, what do you think um, the sort of outdoor coaching conversation does to enable a coachee to think differently then? So you've mentioned lots of things there and senses and, and feelings yes. and et cetera. When you sort of boil it down, what is it do you think about being outdoors that really does enable people to think differently? I think the biggest thing for me is space. Um, mm -hmm. It's you get people out of the four walls, which can constrain their, their thinking. And you get them outside, particularly where they can see the sky or a, a beautiful view. And that it, it releases their thinking. They can, they can think more widely, think more differently. Um, as well as a change of location, I think. So there's the change, but, but particularly the space. Um, as well as the, the, the walking 
the movement affects the brain waves in terms of we get into this relaxed but energized uh, brainwave pattern that can be very different to when we're actually fixed static um, or at a stress level. So that can affect the, the thinking. And bringing it into kind of a slightly different area now um, and moving in, kind of focusing on, um, on you as the coach. Um, and within your kind of into your training, within your experience, um, what would you say the top three coaching skills are for ultimately coaching outdoors? Well, yes, of course, you've, you've already got the, the layer of, of coaching skills that you need. Probably outdoors, I think listening is important for any coaching, but I think even more so listening attentively outdoors, particularly as I, I rarely make notes. I carry a little notebook with me if there are particular words or things that we need to cap we'll capture and we'll stop and capture those. But I'm not making notes in the same way as I'm, I might do when I'm coaching indoors. Um, so I really have to pay attention to the words that the other person is saying. Um, so listening attentively, um, I think uh, being, being present in the moment, being present in the, in the space for the person that we're coaching. Um, it, it, again, it's important for any coaching, but I think outdoors, you're, you're there for the person and it's about being present in this environment as well to think how can we make the most of this? which kind of links, I think the third thing is about flexibility and adaptability. Uh, because again, being outdoors, lots of different things happen. We come across lots of different things that can add to the coaching. Um, but also some challenges, you know, you might have people passing by or dogs or anything like that. And we have to be able to, to flex to what's going on. So I think those are my three. Thank, thank you for sharing. And, and that last one as well, as soon as you enter, you know, as soon as you step outdoors beyond four walls it's a very dynamic environment and how you yeah. interact with nature in whatever context whether that is in a park where you are or kind of further afield in the wilds of Scotland at the mountain it is very much having that flexibility and being able to respond not just with being flexible within the coaching conversation flexible with your environment and making sure that you're managing risk as well at the same time which kind of simultaneously it, it yes. takes a level of being able to kind of bounce between the two and ultimately remain present as well. Mm. It's really interesting that you brought up the concept or the idea of note-taking as well, because um, I've actually had a couple of conversations just this year with people about, um, you know, literally saying to me, when you coach outdoors, what do you do about note-taking? Mm. Because I think, especially when you're, when you're learning to be a coach and you're doing whatever qualification you're doing, even if they're not teaching you to, to take notes, there's a there's kind of almost an un, an unwritten rule that you're as you're as you're coaching, you're you're making notes as you're going along, or or at the end of the session. And a lot of coaches, I think, find it quite scary that they're not able to make notes as they're going along, and or do they do they stop and make mm. notes whilst they're whilst they're walking and talking? So how how can you kind of what would you say to those kind of coaches to sort of allay their fears about not being able to make notes as you're going along? I think it's actually to trust yourself that you will notice and you will remember and and one, one of the techniques I choose is to ref, is to repeat back if there are any keywords um that that come out so I think it is just to trust that I think almost the fact that I have a notebook in my pocket is 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 just a safety measure um and 
So it's trust it and, and have a go and practice. And you'll be amazed mm. at how much you can remember. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? As you said, it's kind of having the, it's there if you need it, but you actually probably work out, work quite quickly, work out quite quickly that you actually don't need to be making those notes as you're going along. Yes. Um, and I think for the coach as well, your, your own brain is being, um, you're accessing your own brain differently when you're walking and talking as well. And you mm. are able, I think, to remember, to remember things better when you're walking as well. So what sort of um, top tips would you share with a coach who would like to experiment with outdoor coaching and try it for the first time if they've not done it before? What, what tips would you recommend for them? But the first thing is to have a go. Find, find some, you know, maybe fellow coaches, maybe some friends, maybe um, a client that you've worked with a lot before and just say, let's have a go. Let me, let me practice because um, I think that's the key thing. Because I, I can't underestimate the, the amount of multitasking you do and it becomes natural eventually. Um, so I would just say practice, have a go um, and find, find a few locations that you can get familiar with and that you can know because it really helps if you know your route. Um, I, I have, you know, and I do coach in places that I've never been to before, but that adds another dimension to the coaching of me not knowing physically where I'm going um, and, and I have to think about that whereas if it's a place that you're familiar with it's much more helpful so yeah so just try out different places and try out with different people. And, and that's really the whole point of this podcast is to encourage kind of coaches to kind of take the plunge and so it's always encouraging when the top tip is like yes yeah, go and have a go do do your research do your preparation do your planning and then find someone who you you know you're comfortable with that you trust and um, to go out and test it out because ultimately it is, it is about taking that kind of step um until you've had that experience yourself you can read all about it you can kind of listen all about it but actually until you kind of go and have a go yourself um nothing's really going to change um so with um kind of encouraging people to step outside what resources would you um recommend for people to dip into and clearly we'd love to know where um our listeners can find you well in terms of resources um i, I guess because i've just learned by doing I, you know there are not not many resources that i can say that i've particularly um resorted to in terms of uh, in terms of coaching outdoors. I know there's so many, there's, I, I've just noticed in the last year, so many new books being written about walking and the effect of walking. Um, they're all on my reading list at the moment, so I can't recommend any particular ones, but there's lots of information out there. Um, I, I guess in terms of, uh, well, you know, one of the resources I would highly recommend, which I think is brilliant, is, is Alex's research that she's done and the summary of the research, um, which I think is a great document. So um, I would encourage everybody to have a look at that. Uh, but aside from that, you know, you've got physical resources such as uh, in a really good uh, ordnance survey walking maps, for example, um, physical or, or online, um, looking for different locations for for walking and and equipment just in terms of the right having the right clothing etc um but apart from that um yes those there's the resources i guess i would think about oh and you mentioned about how where, where can people find can me find you. <laughs> <laughs> so where, the best place is my website breathoffreshair.uk.com or look for me look for me on linkedin um at jacqueline harris 
and uh, on Twitter, Breath of Fresh. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. That's now that's we've we've come to the end of the questions we had for you, and and I have to say it's been a wonderful podcast. We've we've you've covered so many wonderful topics, um, and see you outdoors as well is is absolutely brilliant. Um, yes. Too. And and just you know, and again, just witnessing somebody being outdoors and having a conversation like like we've been having, I think it does show. You know, you're outdoors. Um, we could easily be having a coaching conversation either next you know side by side together or like this virtually as well so there is an element of being able to have those conversations virtually as well as as in person as well so have you yes. have you had any experience doing virtual um, or phone uh, outdoor coaching yourself i i haven't it's something i've been thinking about or i'm going to say i haven't actually i have had one of my clients when we first went into lockdown and we couldn't uh, coach outside who that person went for a walk while I coached while I was inside um at the time I was more worried about actually if we um navigating everybody else while I was outside and having to stay distant from everybody um but I think it's something that it will you know I will will definitely think about going forward it's, it's something I played I played with over the last few months um with um, restrictions in place and I've been in one part of the wheelchair and my clients have been in the other part of the wheelchair and we've been kind of ambling through the countryside and it's it does I mean it, it's different again so it, yes. it does work so yeah have a go let us know how it goes for you I will do I will do yes yeah that's great well thank you so much Jacqueline and um, as with all of our podcasts you'll find them on our website coaching-outdoors.com um, and so yes all it takes is for us to say thank you so much Jacqueline and hopefully we will see you in person <laughs> at some yes point look forward to it um, maybe take a walk yes. absolutely next time I'm down in Reading I will let you know because I would yes, love to go definitely. for a wander around Dins and Pastures with you it'd be wonderful so thank you so much Jacqueline we really appreciate it thank you lovely to see you thank you bye-bye